Dr. Benny. This is Benjamin Galzo. I am joined by the illustrious Nate Freeman. What's happening, Poppy? Nota Bene back again. I'm in New York. You're in New York. Fucking gorgeous out. Drinking an espresso I got from the Mecca Alley Bakery in Cursed Dime Square. Everything's great. You're on it, man. You're, you're an it girl yourself, huh? I, I, I am. You know, I missed the cut. Pun intended. But, you know... <laughs> Like I was pretty packing. disappointed not to be included in the It Girl issue. I haven't picked up the paper copy yet, so I don't have that many comments. But talk about an iconic topic for what's becoming a pretty iconic magazine. Yeah, I mean, you know, love the Chloe cover. Also, the only content I've read so far is Friend of the Pot Alyssa Bennett's interview with Jamie King, which is lights out fire. That's what so. turned me on to it and has made me restart my subscription. Outside of Condé <laughs> titles, of course, I think you'd have to give it to Interview and New York Magazine as the titles of the early 2020s, right? I, I think that's that's fair to say. You know, I got a lot of love for the Condé brands, of course, but... Well, yeah, that's why I prefaced it, obviously, beyond yeah, yeah. The, the, the most important magazines on the second Exactly. Tier, right? Yeah. Um, although, you know, maybe you guys could scoop up a couple titles, right? Who owns well, Interview? Probably. Is that Who still Peter Brandt? Peter Brandt owns it. Yeah, yeah, he might not be The new house that. has got more cheddar than Peter. I know that. <laughs> That's It's not even close. There's a couple zeros difference, I would think. I mean, you know, our boy Jonathan Newhouse was in courtside Knicks playoffs game with none other than David Remnick this weekend. Pretty sick. Pretty wow. Sick. Re- wow. Remnick That's... with the floor w- seats. What a, what a dorky power couple. I'd love to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the New York Knicks just and Fuego, I almost bought two very overpriced tickets to take my son on Sunday because it was a rare afternoon playoff game. Kind of wish I had. It it seems like the house was on fire in there. Oh, my God. Yeah, the garden has just been electric. I've been trying to watch all the games uh, amid the busy travel schedule. It's it's, it's a lot of fun. Instead, I took them to go see uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Can't recommend it, even a little bit. (laughs) I have a colleague who's, who's, because she has multiple children to see it twice, which sounds really, really bleak. Wow, that is dark. I mean, luckily, I just kind of looked at my phone for most of it. I couldn't tell what was going <laughs> on, but I'm pretty sure my children's um, brains are absolutely warped now. And I'm not gonna... Although I did also show them um, Pee Wee's Big Adventure for the first time this weekend. Well, so that I, like I was giving that them some awesome. art house, some art house uh, chops as well. Yeah. So I'm sorry that you had to listen to non-Italian worst Chris Chris Pratt just fucking morrowing all over that motherfucker movie. That yeah, that was man. that was all I knew about it going in. And honestly, if you were to ask me about it, that's all I have to say about it going <laughs> out. I, I clocked zero plot points or anything. But anyway, I'm not sure if the people dial into this particular podcast for our parenting advice. That's another podcast I will be starting in the coming years. Sure. Um, the, our dads. For the people. Our dads. For the people. Um, but we had a crazy week uh, last week. Um, yeah, that we did. We had just gotten back from Chicago, and we were both very much on the scene. There were a lot of iconic events happening mm-hmm. in the art world here in in New York, uh, and I think they started with you and I both on the roof of the beautiful and uh, very important Metropolitan, probably the most important museum in the world, the Metropolitan Museum of Art. We did meet on at the roof of the Met, uh, Manhattan gleaming like Oz in the background over Central Park, best view in the world probably. Um, we were there for Lauren Halsey. What an incredible roof commission. It's insane. Yeah, she really crushed it. She kind of recreated using kind of Egyptian themes, um, but situating within her personal history of South Los Angeles, uh, but definitely drawing on you know everything that's in the Temple of Dendor and that's that side of the mm-hmm. uh, the northern side of the Met over there on the ground floor, um, but recreating it in her own style with her kind of like 
graffiti and recreating, you know, kind of uh, vernacular advertisements uh, from her 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 home area. Um, super cool. The people came out. Obviously, you oh, had yeah. Max Hall in there, director of the museum, um, mm-hmm. Ian, uh, David Kordansky, and Mike Homer from the Kordansky mm-hmm. Gallery, her sole representative from what I understand. Uh, mm-hmm. Iconic LA artists like Mark Bradford showed up. It's always easy to spot him because he literally towers above everyone else. He's like literally the tallest guy in the art world. Right? I, I mean, met a like, couple of like Hollywood agents that were there that mm-hmm. were, are, are kind of art collectors uh, who will go unnamed. Um, Glory Cohen, obviously, mm-hmm. on the scene, as always. Um, stars. And Lauren just like, I mean, her, her, her fit was iconic. Was I can't even describe truly, it. It was so good. Truly, truly incredible. Uh, I saw her partner wearing a kilt and a cod piece, which was just fucking sick. Fuck yeah. You know? Fuck yeah. I um, saw uh, her and Don Lemon chopping it mm-hmm. up. Uh, just, yeah, all, just all of the art stars were there in attendance. Uh, and then afterward, there was a a little, little soiree that, that I attended quite remarkably, actually. I did not, unfortunately, make it down to the soiree. It wasn't, because it's a cursed location, the insobriety, I think I'd never need to go to, the Ian Schrager's public hotel. Um, A lot of cursed, a lot of cursed things on this particular podcast, but this is among (laughs) it. But I hear that despite my distaste for that particular venue, the party was off the motherfucking chain. Yeah, if you could just like, you know, sort of hold your nose as you walked in, like you were fine. Because once you got in, motherfucking Funkadelic was playing. And that is insane to insane. me. She got Parliament to play at her Metropolitan Rooftop Commission after party. What a strange I mean, word to put in a sentence. After so many fucking, you know, half-baked performances by superstars at gallery dinners, like the fucking Who... Like being flown in for Pace's fucking thing in 2019 and then playing three songs acoustic, like garbling, like just to see like one of the greatest, I I think, you know, know, one of the greatest bands of the 20th century, if we're really just talking. And do they play like how many songs? It was like a full set. Like they did a full fucking set. It was crazy. They just like, like went through all the hits, all the classics. Everyone was screaming along. Everyone knows the words of these songs. Were people just dancing, losing their mind? I hear, I hear, their mind. I hear a couple of friends of ours just lost their shit, right? I, I mean, just completely. I, I don't want to name names because, like, the enthusiasm levels were like off the charts. Uh, I'm crazy. sad to have missed it. The issue is that the Met is right up here, just by the house, and the notion of schlepping downtown to the Lower East Side. Um, I should have done it. I, I fucked up. I'll admit it. I fucked up. It was cool. It was cool. It was also around the corner from my house. Yeah, well, that may, we makes it up. a little bit easier. Um, that was Monday. There was also the New Museum Gala that evening, uh, which that, neither that of correct. us attended. I'm really no. thrilled to announce that I wasn't there. As a former employee, I, I know that you have shown your support in the past. And, you know, uh, as a patron, I it's have not. Help, it's not no, about I'm a lack sure. of support for the institution when I say that I'm happy I wasn't there. I just, I've been to these galas. They're all the same. There's a lot of speeches. There's, like, mediocre mm-hmm. food. Um, yep. There's people that aren't really involved in the art world but get all dressed up and all excited for the event. Um, it's just really so not for me um, compared to like the sparkling kind of event that something like the uh, like just that opening at the Met was where it was just mm-hmm. such good feelings. But speaking of galas, two days after we saw each other on the roof of the Met, I was at a gala, the Bomb Gala at um, that wonderful little place in the Bowery, Capital. Um, yeah, I've never been there. That's exactly the kind of venue I'm talking about that I hope to never darken the doorstep of again. I would much more gladly end up at the public hotel. Um, God. The, 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 wow. That former bank. Um, Fighting yeah, words. bomb. I mean, I know you were there. Your, your, um, uh, your, your mother-in-law, uh, mm-hmm. uh, who's no longer with us, um, mm-hmm. 
uh, Sarah Charlesworth was one of the founders of the magazine. Um, mm-hmm. I know that they were honoring two iconic collectors amongst others, uh, Jill That's and Peter right. Krauss, uh, mm-hmm. who I think are are really wonderful, like true, like real deal motherfucking collectors. Um, I didn't know the bomb still published though. Oh, they pub- yeah, they publish. They publish good shit, man. Get on that. Like what? You, you like it? It's artist interviews. Okay. Like really in depth, like canonical artist interviews. Once I learn to read, I'll definitely put that on the stack of magazines mm. I should be subscribing to. Um, but was it a good time? Like, did you go yeah, out? Was it was it a, was it a blast or was it just another gala? Uh, I mean, you know, it was it was fun. Who I was chopping it up with a bunch of people. Uh, you know, who's out? We had a fun table. I was sitting uh, directly behind Tom Otterness, who made uh, the awards, the physical awards. Tom Otterness of uh, the sculptures that you can see at the 14th Street L stop. Yeah, yeah, they're cute yeah. little guys. I mean, he was yeah. kind of doing cause companions before cause, right? I know, seriously. He should have gotten um, into the vinyl toy game. He'd be a fucking billionaire by now. Yeah, seriously. Um, and yeah, there were some, some representatives of the Paul Cooper Gallery at the table. Also, or Zach Kitnick, his lovely wife, Orson Paul Cooper. Um, yeah, it was it was it was a fine affair. I, I was sitting next to Adam McEwen, big fan of the pod. Oh, Adam. I love Adam. Adam's the yeah. shizit. Um, uh, oh, great guy, yeah. fantastic artist. Oh, he and he and a witty recontour. He's he's a fun person to be seated next to. Great guy to be seated next to at a gala because like you're just not going to have that shitty of a time. It's impossible. Adam yeah, no, no, no. he's like, got he's got a witty consummate dinner companion. Um, and he he has a show that either just closed or is about to close at Gagosian's Rome Outpost, I believe. That is true. I wish I got a chance to see it. Yeah, I um, want to go to Rome this spring, maybe. Um, I could not make that event because, A, you couldn't have dragged me there, but, B, mm-hmm. because I was uh, attending the uh, opening of the Timothy Taylor's new gallery space in Tribeca, a beautifully uh, designed, gorgeous space, formerly the Wetlands Club, I believe, on the street that is on. It was like a super chic, elegant evening uh, hosted mm-hmm. by Chloe Waddington, Tim's U.S.-based partner in the gallery. And they had flown out, like basically all the artists from the U.K. that were available all flew out for the opening. Uh, and great. obviously their, their their New York heads were there. So you had Sarah Longis from uh, from the U.K. Uh, Eddie Martinez was there. Got to hang out with him a bit, talk talk a little bit of tennis. Uh, I'm going to try and get oh, out sick. on the courts with him this spring. Does Eddie um, hit? I, I hear he can play pretty well. You For know? real? Yeah, I'm still Did, coming off the DL, so I'm a little bit nervous to put myself out there with someone, but uh, I hear he can hit the ball. All these fucking Blavampo artists are just like hitters. Like, like what gets? Yeah, there's, there's something about that. There's something about that crew. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you noticed um, the Cultured Magazine, the the, the pay to play rag of the one percent, mm-hmm. uh, has a recent issue of new collectors. Uh, and I'm not saying these people paid to be on the list. I don't think that they did because they have to find no, some. No, no, that, they have to some, find some that's free some content. Thirty under thirty shit. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> but most of that magazine is pretty pay to play. But they they have a great little uh, selection that they've been drizzling out over their Instagram of young collectors and uh, former. Uh, former guest of the pod, uh, mm-hmm. fantastic tennis player himself, the very tall uh, uh, Riley. Uh, yeah, Riley, Riley Opica uh, was featured on there, so that was pretty cool. I noticed he's been mm-hmm. upping his art content game on his Instagram. I know. I mean, he's like full on art bro. It's is you love to see it. I think he's I so mean, he's uh, he's dealing with an injury, so he's not on the court as much as he would right. like to be, and so I think he's uh, full bore into art. He's so, gonna be an he'll be an advisor sooner rather than later. I mean, like someone's got to sell. Fucking art to tennis players. I mean, what did Macron do after he retired? He was an art dealer. I mean, he still is, many would would argue. Uh, (laughs) 
Come on the pod, Macaro. Come on. Uh, the but pod. It, it was a really, really nice night, uh, relatively early end, which I was happy for him. I was the first to leave, but still, um, it was still too late for me. Two <laughs> evening events. You prided yourself on being the first to leave. Yeah, yeah. Um, listen, <laughs> that, 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 that's my game these days. Uh, you're the bomb gala. And then Thursday was a huge night in the art world. Huge wow. night for the downtown glitterati. What an evening. Uh, I, I parked myself. Uh, right on the corner of, of Henry Street and Allen Street, aka Pike Street, for a good three hours to just take it all in. Um, of course, Joe Messer had a big opening at 56 Henry's, larger uh, 105 Henry space, as well as the smaller space. And, oh, man, what a, what a time. But, you know, nearer and nearer to my heart, my wife, Lucy Charles Freeman, had an opening at Will Shot Gallery right around the corner. An amazing turnout. Uh, the work looked spectacular. I know you saw. You might have been the first to see it. Yeah, I, I saw both shows earlier in the afternoon. Loved Lucy's show. I mean, super confusing. Very um, erudite work that mm-hmm. bears uh, a lot of time to really get the details. Um, you know, pretty sure she's starting a cult, and I think uh, we're all members of it. That's we're not all a bad members. thing. Mm-hmm. With these great colored frames, I noticed a lot of people involved with the show had their nails done to match the frames, which I thought was cute as fuck. Very cool. Yeah. And and I also uh, spent some time or earlier in that afternoon with Ellie Rhines, uh, spending mm-hmm. some deep time looking at some of the larger Joe Messer paintings and the smaller ones. And uh, and everyone was coming through early in the afternoon to check out these paintings. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the aforementioned Glory Cohen was on site. We mm-hmm. uh, we had some 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 chuckles with her. We really got deep with Glory. Uh, that was That's pretty great. pretty fun uh, uh lucas product, warner stopped by with a client uh and uh, product designer raf simmons was in the cut wow just, just, yeah like it's always great to see that guy just chilling in new york i mean he could be literally anywhere you know and but sources tell me that the painting that i was most e- e- eager to acquire uh has actually been acquired as a promise gift to the museum of modern art here in new york from joe's show that is just amazing isn't that amazing <laughs> that is that is that is some wild wild news that's great we did spend some time uh reading uh, uh at ellie's smaller gallery uh where we we're chatting it up um where the smaller pans located rating the different flowers that have been sent to joe on the occasion of the opening of her show um, <laughs> that's a great point there were a, a lot of flowers a lot of flowers. At a certain point she just didn't really know what to do with all the flowers that were arriving she was just like whoa, whoa, whoa. and you know hands down i won't say who else sent flowers i don't want them to feel bad but but clearly the winner of the competition uh, mm. Was Cecily Brown? Her arrangement <laughs> was par excellence. Yeah, I mean, if if I were ever to you know receive flowers from Cecily Brown, I bet they'd be fucking bodacious. They would so be so tasteful, like, so yeah, exactly. fucking tasteful, man. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe is uh, Cecily's studio manager. That's, that's, that's somewhere still. I feel like maybe she's uh, about to fly that. Coop, I think about given, yes, yes, yeah, given her success. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's pretty cool. I love the intergenerationality of the I know, art it's world. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, a beautiful, beautiful thing. And then was there a party for those shows, for your wife's show, for for Joe's show? There, what was the there was. We had a small little dinner at Baccaro to toast Lucy, which was just fucking perfect. We got that big table upstairs. One of my favorite places to eat in New York, actually. It's um, a classic restaurant. I the mm-hmm. food is fine, but it's the really just fine, about the vibe there. Great owners, like the. I, I, I really like there. the basement, and especially know, yeah. on the right night, you talk about a place. I'm not sure anymore, but it used to be such a great place to table hop amongst different groups of friends yeah. that were down there having a meal. Uh, really mm-hmm. priced right. Uh, absolutely super. So, so a few martinis, a few, few clinks of the glasses. Then we walked over to a uh, guest, uh, former guest and friend of the pod, Max LeVay's nightclub slash sushi restaurant called Juku. Is Juku still popping? Is it still? I didn't even know it was still open, actually. 
shit was off the chizain on Thursday night. I was like, everyone in the article was there. It was crazy. Like, like, it was impossible to get a drink. The dance floor was popping. It was great. It was amazing. Was there a lot of 420 celebrating going on? Because that was uh, that was April the 20th, I believe. I mean, I bet people were stoned as fuck. I did not protect myself. Um, I mean, yeah. It's it's like every single day is fucking 420 in New York City these days. All the weed shops. You just can't walk out your fucking door without like getting a big get, puff. You get out the subway and you're like, what the heck? Is there a fucking <laughs> yeah. fish concert going on? I'm so confused. <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of just another day in paradise. But uh, <laughs> yeah, people were probably stoned. I don't know. Uh, um and any unexpected people show up to that party that you're like oh I haven't seen you in a minute or I didn't know that you knew Joe you know what I, I don't know if there's any unexpected people I mean also it was just like crazy in there I was you know it was just like rah, rah, rah. just like a lot of stuff and chats a lot of hellos um but you know everyone you saw the opening was there plus you know a bunch of people like I, I don't know if anyone unexpected was there. Well, you probably had to make it a relatively early evening as you had like a 5 a.m. flight to Dallas the next day, right? I did. I had a 6.15 a.m. flight to Big D where you were very missed, Benjamin. Uh, a lot of you know, a few people commented on uh, your app. You know, it was hard not to be there, but I've been doing a lot of traveling. I've spent a lot of time in Dallas and I, I have to, to be proud that, you know, um, I'm trying to be more ecologically conscious, and as part of that, I decided to just buy paintings from home, and I was able to acquire two pretty awesome pictures from the two Dallas art fairs while uh, kind of laying on my bed. Actually, I think I was in in the screening of Super Mario Brothers during one of those acquisitions. <laughs> Are you the only person to secure contemporary art for your client while watching Super Mario Brothers? I would like to think so. It's, it's a little bit of what sets me apart from other advisors, <laughs> Nate. I'm always fucking on. Never not working. Always be closing. Um, yes, yeah, so I arrived in Dallas, fresh as a daisy, you know, on like, three hours of sleep plus two hours of horrible plane sleep. Um, went straight to the National Sculpture Center to give a talk with a local artist named uh, Avita Tizano, a 62-year-old African-American artist. Really, really, really cool stuff. She had some work at the booth of Los Angeles Gallery, Luis de Jesus. Um, um. Was was any of her work up in the museum as well, or they were just hosting the talk? No, um, the Dallas Museum of Art acquired a work last year that is on view at a small gallery at the Nasher-owned North Park Center. Nancy Nasher. Yep. So I yes, right off the plane, went to Nasher, crushed the talk, went to the Dallas Art Fair, saw a friend of the pod Mills Moran outside of the Fashion Institute, whatever the fuck that place is called. Fashion Marketing uh, fashion, Center, I fashioning, believe. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> One of the um, ugliest places for an art fair in 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 creation. Truly. But, you know, some some of our pals managed to have some great booths. Moran Moran had a uh, saw booth of Chelsea Culprit. Uh, great paintings. Um, upstairs, Broadway Gallery had a great booth with some one, a wonderful new work by friend of the Andrew Quo. Uh, who else? There was a lot of stuff. All sorts of stuff. I don't want to drop who I acquired, but, you know, I was sad to miss it. And what did you do Friday night? Was that the opening of Ju- of Mills's show at the Jewel Hotel? Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to the Jewel Hotel, which I actually kind of like. I was staying there. Uh, the cursed, the ele- absolutely cursed hotel. I'm so sorry. The elevator there. situation is baffling. It's like a fucking Beckett play waiting for that fucking elevator to get to you. Were you, in the, were you in the old wing of the hotel, the front wing, or the, the, the new wing, as it's called, the back wing? Uh, I was in the old wing, I guess. Yeah, you, you got to ask yeah. for you got to ask for a room in the back wing. Yeah, yeah, that was my my big mistake, honestly. 
Um, but you know, fine time. I like yeah, it all kind of smells like a sewer, but it's fine. <laughs> well, Moran Moran had a place where put work all over the lobby and the and the hallways. There was work by uh, Konjukovic and Borna Samek. A great and, Borna Samek picture. And uh, there was a phone um, where you could do the John Giorno Dalla poem, which is fun. Because we haven't all seen that enough. <laughs> well, um, and there was a little cocktail party uh, hosted by, by Mills, which was quite nice. Um, and after that, I made my way to a restaurant called The Charles, which is a new restaurant in the design district, for a little dinner um, for the new art fair, the Dallas Invitational, um, that was hosted by James Is that Pope, the steakhouse, The Charles? In, it's, an Ita- it's an Italian place. I think you're thinking of the Tango okay. Room. Oh yeah, I'm thinking Tango Room. Yeah, I haven't been to the Charles. Charles, it was it was great. It was it's, yeah, new place. Um, uh, you know, Patrick Collins, who's a local collector, I guess, chose it. He you know was a big fan of, of the spot. Kind of ordered a bunch of stuff for everyone. It was super fun. Um, former guest, uh, Liv Barrett of Chateau Chateau was in attendance, as was Alexander Shulin. Of all Gallery. fun people, all fun, mm-hmm. fun people. Patrick and uh, mm-hmm. and Shulin and her like you know uh, great, great, great crowd. Uh, um, you guys, do you guys get rowdy? I uh, know, just just drink a lot of quite, quite great tequila and some nice red wine. Eat a bunch of pastas and of course steak. We're in Texas after all, uh, and just really just just chopped it up. Just like a few hours of conversation, and I went home right for dinner because it was like midnight. Um. And then the next day was the opening of that Dallas Invitational, which is in mm-hmm. the Fairmont Hotel. Is that right? Is that what it's Fairmont called? Fairmont Hotel, directly across the street from the Dallas Art Fair. I've watched some NBA it, playoff base uh, basketball in the in the lobby bar of that it's, hotel. It's an incredible place to watch an NBA playoff game. It's like it's like built for that. It's like a huge fucking bar with gigantic TVs. Like like that's the only thing I've ever done in that in that hotel is watch playoff baseball, basketball, um, probably some baseball too actually. Um, but if you walk to the elevators, made your way up to the 19th floor, the top floor, um, Dallas Invitational had taken over the entire thing. Um, there were galleries from Europe, such as Emmeline from London had a great booth. Um, also, uh, uh, you know, a great booth from, from Alexander Shulin and Lomax. Uh, James Cope, the local proprietor of And Now, had a wonderful booth. And he, and, he kind of, and he kind of... St- uh, spearheaded this yeah. this fair, James, right? James started the fair, and and he was sort of the glue that got everyone to come, uh, which was quite so. It was, it was a lot of the cool kid galleries, uh, yeah. You could argue, right? What was the vibe of like kind of the the the? What was the was there an antagonism between participants in the two fairs or the two fairs, or no. what was the vibe like on that level? I think it was quite complimentary. Uh, a lot of um, dealers were were there from. Dallas Hardware dealers were there at the opening to check it out. I know that everyone who participated in Dallas Invitational got to check out the Dallas Hardware as well. Um, I mean, they're literally across the street. So, um, and, you know, these are kind of galleries that wouldn't necessarily do the Dallas Hardware and vice versa. So I, I don't think there was animosity at all. I think it just sort of complimented each other. Yeah, I was I was a little bit bummed to miss that. But, you know, I, I hate to be away from home at the, at the weekend, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, although I like the idea of it being a weekend fair, it probably drew more people down to the environment of the um, usual Dallas art fair over the weekend, which I think is usually a bit of a sleepier, sleepier time because people usually go home before then. Yeah, there were definitely more people around the weekend. I don't think I've ever stayed for the weekend, so uh, there, there's that. And then uh, you flew back Saturday? No, I flew back on Sunday. So Saturday, Yesterday? Wow. Yeah. 
So on Saturday, a uh, friend of the pod, James Cardoso Schaefer, arrived in town, and we uh, very quickly went to Annell Gallery to see Coco Young's show. Amazing. Fantastic. Um, and then went to the warehouse to see what Howard had put up in his little little adobo. Was it different from what was up during uh, 2x2? Well, I didn't actually see it during 2x2 because I was there for like 20 hours, so uh. it was new to me. Um, and maybe we talked about it in October on the pod, so maybe you don't have to go to it. I honestly can't remember. Well, yeah, it does, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's it's the absolute best of the best. Um, yeah, just like what, what I found quite amazing. I don't know if this was the case for you, but there's one, the, the main room that you see when you walk into the main gallery uh, was uh, sculpture from the collection, and it was all behind like a rope, so you couldn't actually go in to see everything. You had to like look from afar, and there were just some fucking bangers in there. Like an incredible Sterling Ruby, a Nate Loman sculpture that I like to which I've never seen. There was in dialogue with the Richard Serra uh, sculpture on the other side, a great Kiki Smith on the wall, a crazy Louise Bourgeois thing, um, a new sculpture by Arya Dean through the 3D printer that was crazy pants, and like one of the one of the wackiest, weirdest gobers I've seen in a long time with like a bunch of hairy boobs. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, I know the piece. Yeah, it's all, almost set up like a diorama because you kind of all see it, mm. you know, almost 2D arrayed. And, and you, it really totally. highlights dialogues between the different disparate works. I love yeah. visiting and seeing what Howard's up to there. Um, yeah, it was sick think, as fuck. Yeah, I actually, was, I actually was, know some of the things that are they're going up for the next installation. It's going to be equally mind-blowing. I heard uh, some rumors as well. And I am very, very excited to see it either in October or next year, whenever I'm back. Yeah, hope, hopefully you're there in October for uh, for another great two by two. Exactly. Well, you know, Friday, um, I wasn't in Dallas, fortunately or unfortunately, but I went to a really wonderful lunch uh, celebrating the uh, the debut of the Gallery Climate Coalition's New York branch. Amazing. Uh, and, yeah, it was super cool. The GCC is like, um, it basically helps galleries and art world participants, artists, museums, uh, especially, kind of look at what their carbon fr- footprint is and help them figure out ways to lessen that footprint, um, which is pretty cool. Um and uh, it was it was hosted by Richard Armstrong of the Guggenheim. He gave a great little speech. The Guggenheim has been doing uh, a lot of stuff and has actually decreased their emissions uh, across their different outposts by 90% in the past wow. year. Um, Haley Mellon, who is very, very involved, gave a little talky talk, which was fantastic. And, and she was like on point. I was lucky enough to be seated next to her at the luncheon. Um, and uh, also Victoria Seidel, who's the worldwide director of GCC, gave some notes. So it was a really cool, chic lunch. A lot of gallerists were there. We had Jeannie Greenberg. We had Annabelle Seldorf, the great gallery architect and, and other architect, but primarily known, at least in my mind, for doing galleries such as David's Verner's, as well as his home in the East Village. Uh, past guest She's on the pod. Every at, fucking yeah. Uh, past guest on the pod, Adam Lindemann, was in Fuego. Um, uh, Brendan from Karma was there. It was like it was like a who's who, really. It was a super wow. popping thing. Lisa Schiff, another art advisor, a bunch of conservators were there, uh, which was oh, neat. Cause I got great. to talk to one in particular, the Guggenheim conservator, about things that how kind of changes in what in what conservators feel like art needs in terms of its climate and uh, and transport uh, and by you know making small changes. So it was co- super cool, chic organization to be a part of and a really important one. Not because like the art world contributes so much to climate change, but because we touch so many high profile and important figures, um, mm-hmm. kind of the changes we make, if they see those, they can kind of make them in their own lives. So I feel like I was part of fighting the good fight over a vegan lunch. Holy. I wasn't mad about it. 
Oh, we're, we're doing vegan lunches now? Tell, tell me about it. It was a vegan lunch. It was a vegan lunch. Are you still on your headphones there, Nate, or do you disconnect maybe? Um, No, I'm still on, baby. Okay, you're just a little echoey. Uh, So it was a vegan lunch. It it was perfectly, perfectly fine. But you know what? I I had another vegan meal earlier in the week that was actually way better. Vegetarian, but mostly vegan at the newly reopened Superiority Burger down on Avenue A in the former Odessa spot. Oh, shit. I haven't been yet. Okay, tell me everything. Absolutely absolutely popping. Um, It was a two-hour wait which we kind of like, I sort of knew, but usually when someone tells you two hours at a restaurant, it's really like 45 minutes to an hour. But this was a solid two hours. We almost gave up. We hiked to uh, Altamari to see if we get a table there. Totally booked. This was on Saturday night. Uh, we walked to um, uh, Gemma, but like didn't want to lower ourselves to that. Went to Momofuku Co. to see if maybe we could slip in for a little tasting menu action. They were fully committed for the evening. So yeah. we were like kind of had given up. We were just kind of wandering around. We got the text, uh, popped in. Amazing scene. Everything is packed in there. It feels very East Village. It doesn't feel like, you know, like foodie-dumb. It's like, you know, it's like punk rockers and queer kids and like everything you want to see when you're eating. Oh, Incredible amazing. decor, which you, you've seen them dripping out over their gram. Um, but it was balling. Obviously, uh, I had to have the Spirit Art Burger. It's fine. Like, it's better than any meat analog burger. Uh, mm-hmm. The hit of the night. For, and everything we hate, there was no misses. Zero wow. misses of anything wow. we ordered. wow. My, I mean, my my personal favorite, I think, had to be the braised uh, uh, greens, uh, collard greens sandwich on their house made focaccia. It sounds oh. so simple. It fucking blew my mind. I'm still dreaming wow. about it. Um, I kind of want to go down and have that for dinner tonight, actually, now that I talk about it. Uh, really clean the system out, too. We had like a white Japanese yam that was kind of dressed up nicely. The charred broccoli, which is an iconic, iconic dish of theirs. Um, do, just do go, Nate. You got to go. I, it's I a kind of place I think you could eat at every week and be okay with it. It was super fast. Once you actually sat down, service was super fast. Desserts were fucking out of control. Like, out of Damn. control. And the fact I that mean, they were, like, vegan is just, like, sick. Great. I shouldn't be great. eating that much processed sugar, but it was it was dope. Um, oh, I can't really, wait to go. I can't really, really wait. good. Shout um, out to Brooks. You did it, buddy. Yeah, and the soundtrack. Brooks's soundtrack, which is well known for. It just, it just feels like a restaurant that is so much of the moment like it hits mm. all the things it's not stuffy it's not sit down i mean if anything it's almost too casual like you wouldn't go there for a special occasion but that, i think that's what we thirst for these days right, there's totally. no meat um and it feels really authentic and popping and the energy in there was out of control uh, so less less interesting uh i had a chance to wander uh, actually after the gcc lunch at the guggenheim wandered all the way down to 64th street to check out the new LGDR mansion that they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the former space of Paris Garcet, and before that, the Wildenstein Gallery, if I believe. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was a Wildenstein Gallery uh, for a long time until mm-hmm. they ran into some troubles, some authenticity Ooh, troubles. Oh, oh, uh, Pear took it over, and he knew it was always going to be temporary. It's a lot of mm-hmm. gallery for Pear. Iconic space. It, it's like truly it, it, a fucking Bollard's icon. Like some Robert Byrne built it probably. I don't know. I don't want to look it up. I don't care. But yeah, no, someone, someone extracted a lot of value from something that wasn't theirs and took that money and placed it into this building for sure. Yeah. Um, it's it's like some some true king shit just walking in there, you know, really epic. I um, mean, for me, for me, it's a bit Nauvoo Roche. It's like the, the marbles and the staircases. And I was like, why would you buy, like, who would taste would buy art from a building like this? And I was like, wait a second. That's what the, maybe that's what some of the art buying public is these days on a global level. It's fucking new yeah, money. Dude. 
Yeah, you bring you bring those motherfuckers into a building like that. They're they're man, like that's yeah, no, it, it felt like the kind of uh, it, it felt like the kind of uh, lingua franca artic- architecturally and design wise that a a a, a new mon- a, a new kind of Chinese billionaire oligarch would totally be comfortable with. Um, mm-hmm. The show is a different story, man. It's a show on it, butts. I forget what it's, it's called. Butt show. It's the butt show. I think it's, it's the butt show. Video, posteriors. But... It's it's not high concept. There's some great works in there. <laughs> Uh, I really love this. And Andrew Wyatt that is fantastic. Um, totally. Uh, there's a couple other uh, great things. It was, it was like five days ago I saw this. So, But all, all I can remember is this hideous Botero that takes up like one of the main rooms. And... It's like one of those big-ass Boteros that you'd see in one of those like fake galleries in Palm Beach, you know? But it's it's actually a real gallery. But what it highlights for me both the both some of the the terrible art the the like the super lowbrow concept of the exhibition and the way the entire gallery is designed is that it doesn't matter anymore. Everything is so fucking unhinged in this art market right now, Nate. Like, and I'm not, that doesn't mean the art market's really strong. Cause that's a different conversation. It's not. Uh, uh, that's the takeaway. But like, everything is so unhinged. It's like taste doesn't matter. Like nice right. things don't matter. It's just like whatever some influencer or some gallerist posing as an influencer decides to put up and can sell to someone who doesn't know any better. Like it's just totally all off the rails. It feels like. That's yeah. I mean, I think shit's gonna get even more cray cray. Like you know, like because everyone's just throwing throwing shit at the wall, right? It's 100% just throwing shit at the wall, and they don't even, they don't feel like they need to stand behind it. Uh, half these mm-hmm. the, the, these major galleries don't seem to really represent the artists they show. If they represent them, it'll be for like 18 months. Uh, throw it on the wall, push it onto one guy, and then hope they don't try and resell it before you move on. Um, but it's just like, it's unhinged. That's the only word for it. If I had more time and you know any sort of work ethic, I think you could write like a really nice Brooklyn Rail uh, article about it. Um, it's just like everything is so sped up. No one knows better. Um, it's it feels insane. It feels absolutely insane. Yeah, it's, I mean, and we'll see what the, we'll see what the auctions coming up have to say about it. Um, but uh, you know. I, I don't know. I feel I feel a lot of uncertainty. We'll see if if things are able to be resold if they've been sold the first time. The one the the most positive thing of me going mm-hmm. to that show uh, uh, at LGDR. I finally have the initials right. Um, bumped yeah, into Judd Tully, uh, oh. well known art journalist uh, for many years, um, writing about the market, and uh, he was like, insisted on like pulling something out of his attaché case to hand to me. I was like, oh, what's going on? Weird interaction, right? Don't really want to. Don't really want to deal with this. And it's it was a postcard for a movie he has directed. Him and Harold Crooks, a documentary movie called "The Melt Goes On Forever: The Art and Times of David Hammonds." And it's oh, a shit. fucking documentary on one of the most uh, iconic and idiosyncratic artists of our age. One who's also fairly publicity shy, who believes mm-hmm. that the uh, the work should really stand on its own. Um, you know, uh, and who really like oftentimes like, just tells our world to go fuck itself. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm excited to go see this documentary movie, uh, which is opening at Film Forum on uh, Friday, May the 5th. I think that's next Friday. I think it's going to be cool. I'm like excited to see what Great. it is. It's uh, Dude, they, I'm going to definitely check it out. Yeah, fun. I think they have like yeah. a bunch of archival interviews with uh, with David, uh, but then also like uh, candid kind of accounts by uh, by artists that they shot. Beth Steyer, uh, Susan Jackson, Henry Taylor, Lorna Simpson. Um, so I think it'll be really interesting. So that was the best thing about the butt show. Thank you, Judd Tully, for um, for kind of pigeonholing me there and handing this to me. I'm Judd still Tully, on it. The bard of, of all the arts writers. The really. melt goes on forever. Um, 
so that's it. That's the week that was. I was alone with the kids this weekend. You yep. finally got back yesterday. Um, you know what I did yesterday, Benjamin? What? Which was which I've actually never done before. I went to Fort Worth. Oh, we went to go to the museums. I did. Yo, Fort Worth is so fucking Texas. It's so Texas it makes Dallas look like Nolita. Like it, it, that's it, a good line. I like that. I like even saving that cr- one it's up. Huh? Crazy. Like you just get in. It's just like. You know, a lot of fucking unironic cowboy hats. I mean, like these people need to wear the fucking hats because they like work on the fucking you know cow fields. Like this is some real Texas shit. Um, but what I first did before I, I sort of like went into real Fort Worth, I went to the Kimball, which is probably the most beautiful museum I've ever seen. It's unbelievable, gorgeous, um, gorgeous. Designed by Louis Kahn. The uh, the new part was designed by Renzo Piano. Also, just amazing. They complement each other really well. Yeah, great mashup of two architects kind of working in tandem. Yeah, really, really beautifully done. Um, it was basically empty except for some like incredibly well-dressed Fort Worth residents who were there getting their breakfast at the museum on a Sunday morning, which is chic, like really chic into it. Thing to do. Um, I ran through the permanent collection. It's crazy. There's like a bunch of Bellinis, like a crazy manet like I, I mean like it's not like it's a secret or something but like shit was popping like it was but it kind crazy. of is i think a, a lot of people miss it even when they go to dallas that fort worth has some incredible mm-hmm. incredible art yeah i mean like this was like a mind-blowing way to start your day it was just totally insane the bass family um, baby yep you know, sam richardson and the basses man that's fucking oil money put to good use yeah let me tell you and then immediately afterward i walked just right across the street to uh the, the modern art museum in fort worth Unbelievable. Just really fucking crazy. They have, I think, the largest Richard sculpture I've ever seen outside. It's insane. fucking crazy. And then, you know, you go in. The permanent collection is, is really, really good. Um, I think I sent you a picture of a, a Banks Violet. Which, uh, Love I to see Banks up in the museum. That makes me so, so happy. Looks amazing. Um, and then upstairs they had a show that I don't think is touring called I'll Be Your Mirror. Which is kind of like it's kind of video art, kind of computer art. It's about screens. That sort of shit would be like really, really overanalyzed and overthought in New York. Here, it was just like we're getting the bangers, we're gonna put them on view, and it it was awesome. It started with uh, Gretchen Bender's Total Recall, yep. which is you know like really I sat through the entire thing. It's fucking amazing. You go through there was um, Arthur James's The White Album, which I hadn't seen since Venice. Which is, uh, you know, still just unbelievable. I sat through a lot of that. Great works by Laura Owens, uh, who's actually uh, on, on loan from the Wachowski collection. Um, I, an amazing 2019 work by Avery Singer. Um, like, just like some really crazy stuff. A lot of Corey Archangel. Uh, I'll be your mirror at the Modern in Fort Worth. Check it out. It's really sick. Yeah. And I, did you uh, have any barbecue before you got on the plane? So, what I did was I went to the Fort Worth Stockyards. Which oh, is yeah. The, the part of town where it used to be where, you know, the cows got sold. Not slaughtered, but they would, you know, be auctioned off. Like, the farmers would come in from all around Fort Worth. Um, and they'd come in and buy the cows to bring back to the farm. Um, and, you know, it's an enormous complex that has been turned into, not recently, but over the last, I think, like 50 years, turned into restaurants and bars. Uh, I went to a Tex-Mex restaurant there that was just really fucking fantastic. I got some really fresh grilled shrimp fajitas, just incredible. Had a ranch water, uh, which is, you know, it's the Texas drink with tequila in it. And uh, then had a quick Lone Star at something called The Basement Bar, which was uh, selling itself as the world's smallest honky tonk, which was just quite delightful. 
Amazing. I mean, yeah, the stock areas that were redeveloped over the past twenty five years by I'm not sure if you yes. remember a guy, he was at the he was at the um two by two gala with the cowboy hat. Uh, I actually I, I put him in my piece about two by two. I talked yeah, about yeah, him. Yeah, okay. He, um, he was amazing. This guy was incredible. Yeah. yeah, that but that must be how I know it. it must be how I know it. All right, yeah. that's it. That's the week that was. We got a big week coming up uh, for at least one of us. Uh, you're on the road again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll check back in hopefully at the end of the week for a few minutes. Maybe we'll grab totally. a guest. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad we redid this, guys. We, we this is this is how much we love you. We recorded this podcast on Friday. It just wasn't that great. Neither of us were on good? our A game. It wasn't great. I listened to it. I edited it. I wasn't feeling it. So we got back, got, got the band back together Monday morning just for you, the listeners. And that's all I got. Note to oh, Bennett. Yeah. Out. Oh.